Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin and Andrew Irving from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. The Alternative News joined the Activate the Airwaves to support the community radio and have asked our listeners to donate to 3CR's annual Radiothon. Our 15 minutes Alternative News had to raise $1,200. In our live program on 14th of June, we mentioned that we had exceeded our target in the last two years And we believe we did it again this year. However, the final list of donors is not on hand and 3CR will provide us with a list next week. Then we can give you a report on that next week. We thank you for your donations to 3CR. The Alternative News is committed to continue to bring you news about peace, disarmament, nuclear and social justice issues, news which is not covered in mainstream media. Today we will speak about the federal government's forced closure of Aboriginal communities, racist land grab, UN rights expert denounces secret talks on trade treaties and Pine Gap expansion. The Abbott government wants to shut down 150 indigenous communities in remote Australia. These actions would leave some of Australia's most vulnerable people without water, electricity or basic services. The remote or homeland communities that are under threat are where Aboriginal people live on their traditional country where they can sustain their language, their spiritual connection to land and their culture. There are more than 1,200 small Indigenous communities in regional and remote Australia which are under threat of eventual closure and forced eviction. Now Aboriginal people in those communities are accused of violating the laws of neoliberal economics, leading an existence and drawing on services in a way that is not economically efficient or sustainable, even though they have lived on these lands for tens of thousands of years. Lifestyle Choices Prime Minister Tony Abbott has attacked the issue of remote Indigenous settlements into the spotlight with his infamous comment that Aboriginal people living in this way are making lifestyle choices which his government had no intention of endlessly subsidising. However, Conservative governments have made a persistent and calculated effort since 1996 to wear away the gains made by Aboriginal Australians over the past decades and to mainstream Aboriginal society, that is, to reintroduce the policies of assimilation and deny the unique position of Indigenous Australians as the first people of this land. 
The Howard government from 1996 to 2007 made significant changes to native title and land rights during its term in office, culminating in the 2007 Northern Territory Emergency Response Legislation, extended largely for a further 10 years in 2012 by the Labour government. This legislation, referred to as the Intervention, is the primary reason small remote Aboriginal communities in the Northern Territory and elsewhere are now so weak and vulnerable to closure, as well as giving the government powers of compulsory acquisition of Aboriginal land, it increased the police presence in Aboriginal communities, so they are now virtually under occupation. This close policing has led to Aboriginal incarceration doubling to its highest level in Australia's history. The number of women in prison has also skyrocketed. It has also led to an unprecedented increase in forced removal of Aboriginal children from their families, by child protection agencies across Australia to its highest level at any time in history, 15,000 children since 2007. Child protection is also being used to justify the policy of closing Indigenous communities. Western Australian Child Protection Minister Helen Morton, who also sits on the WA government's panel to determine which communities get shut down, has claimed that unsafe communities will not be supported because the government intends to do whatever is necessary to protect the well-being of children and young people. What a crap. The Abbott government has moved this policy of forced removal to the next stage. It openly declares it is not possible to support communities and intends to close them down and move their populations to towns. While money can be spent on increasing policing and prisons, it cannot be spent on establishing viable electricity, water and waste systems or health and community services, even though these services are arguably much cheaper to provide. The UN State of the Indigenous Peoples Report in 2009 observed that free market economies have devastated Indigenous people worldwide. An international land coalition report in 2012 calculated that 203 million hectares of land worldwide was acquired between 2000 and 2011 through deals brokered by foreign governments or transnational corporations from local communities. Most of these for commercial or industrial purposes, such as agricultural, mining, logging or tourism, with limited, if any, consultation, limited, if any, compensation and a lack of regard for environmental sustainability and equitable access to or control over natural resources. What is going on with the forced closure of Indigenous communities and the driving of Aboriginal people from their traditional lands has all the hallmarks of a land grab. Rolling back 
their hard-won recognition of land rights and native title in Australia. Australia's First Nations peoples and their supporters are coming together in unprecedented numbers to fight back against community closures and policies that foster cultural genocide and disempowerment. The United Nations rights expert has expressed deep concerns over the general lack of awareness of adverse effects that existing bilateral and multilateral free trade and investment agreements or those under negotiation have had on the enjoyment of human rights, particularly in developing countries. The UN independent expert on the promotion of a democratic and equitable international order, Alfred Desayers, who is from the United States, said that he is concerned about the secrecy surrounding negotiations for trade treaties, which have excluded key stakeholder groups from the process, including labour unions, environmental protection groups, food safety movements and health professionals. In a press release, the rights expert expressed that proactive disclosure by governments, genuine consultation and public participation in decision-making indispensable to making these agreements democratically legitimate. Alfred Desayers warned that fast-tracking adoption of such treaties has a detrimental impact on the promotion of a democratic and equitable world order. He also stated it is identical to disenfranchising the public and constitutes a violation to accepted human rights law, which stipulates that every citizen shall have the right and the opportunity to take part in the conduct of public affairs. The United Nation Alfred also called for human rights impact assessments to be urgently undertaken given the numerous treaties currently under consideration and the potential risk they represent to the enjoyment of human rights. The impact is further underlined as the establishment of parallel systems of dispute settlement and their exemption from scrutiny and appeal are incompatible with the principles of constitutionality and the rule of law and as such are harmful to the moral welfare of society. Because all states are bound by the United Nations Charter, all bilateral and international treaties must conform with the Charter and its principles of equal rights and self-determination of peoples, respect for human rights and fundamental freedoms, sovereignty, equality of states, the prohibition of the threat of and the use of force and of intervention in matters which are essentially within the domestic jurisdiction of a state. The United States Pine Gap Satellite Tracking Station, 19 kilometres southwest of Alice Springs, was built in 1966 and came online soon after. A new report by leading espionage experts has revealed that there has been a massive expansion of satellite communications surveillance capabilities by the U.S. National Security Agency and its Five Eyes partners, the Australian Signals Directorate, the U.K.'s Government Communications Headquarters, 
Canada's Communication Security Establishment and New Zealand's Government Communication Security Bureau. Whistleblower Edward Snowden described the Five Eyes as an international intelligence organization that doesn't answer to the known laws of its own countries. There are now 232 antennas available at the site, identified almost double the capacity before 2001. Pine Gap is now engaged in foreign satellite intelligence collection as part of the Five Eyes, collected all surveillance of global internet and telecommunications traffic. Pine Gap's secret role in satellite communications interception probably began in the early 2000s and has been supported by the deployment of U.S. Air Force intelligence detachments to the base. Pine Gap is managed by the U.S. National Investigation Office and is the CIA's most important technical intelligence collection station in the world. The base intercepts a very wide range of radio and mobile telephone communications to provide tactical intelligence support for U.S. military operations across the Eastern Hemisphere, including drone strikes in Afghanistan, Iraq, Yemen and elsewhere. There have been no official statements about Pine Gap's new role. The Australian government has repeatedly refused to comment on specific disclosures from documents leaked by Edward Snowden. Last year, Prime Minister Tony Abbott insisted that Australia would not use intelligence to the detriment of other countries. Pine Gap's new functions, from its role with drones to the assault on privacy contained within the collected all strategy, must be exposed. Pine Gap is the CIA's most important technical intelligence collection station in the world. Hidden by government secrecy and its isolated location, most Australians know little of its spying and war-fighting functions. Many do not even know it exists. The peace movement has been calling for Pine Gap to be closed down for many years. In response, there has been a long campaign for a public inquiry into Pine Gap's functions. Now, the need for an informed, transparent public reassessment of Pine Gap's roles is more important and more urgent than ever. Join us next week. Thank you for listening to Alternative News, brought to you from the community radio station 3CR. I'm Romina Betsin. And Andrew Irving. Looking forward to your company again next week. We hope you enjoyed that podcast. And don't forget, it's Radiothon time at 3CR again. It's not too late to join the resistance. Want to support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Donate to 3CR's annual Radiothon. This year, we need to raise $220,000. And any amount you can afford will make that difference. We still need your support, and it's not too late to donate. 
Donate now by calling 9419-8377 or donate online at tricia.org.au or post us a check or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. That's right, rise up and join the resistance. We still need your support and it's not too late to donate. All donations over $2 are tax deductible. And thank you for supporting the resistance at 3CR Community Radio.